person present. We thank you for all those that are watching by Facebook and other digital platforms. We give you praise going out and forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. A couple of announcements. Uh, amen. A couple of announcements to uh, Facebook folk and all you all in here. Uh, we used to have a radio, we used to have a TV program a couple, two or three years ago. Uh, I think it was. I had a TV program on Channel 40, uh, and it was uh, called Jesus Inside Prison Ministry Presents. And uh, you remember that? You weren't here? You had to be here. Yeah, well, it was. It, it ran for what a couple of years. <laughs> you had to be here. It was on Channel 40. And uh, uh, a lot of people remember that. Uh, it was on Channel 40. And what I did, I interviewed uh, ex-convicts that I knew. There is a little ring in there. I interviewed ex-convicts, you understand, that, uh, that I had ministered to that are successful on, uh, on, uh, on TV. Amen. You understand what I'm talking about? And it was always a shock to them uh, because when I interview you, see, it ain't no stage event. You know what I mean? So I'm saying this for a reason. It ain't no stage event. So I might be interviewing you, uh, and uh, I might be interviewing you, you understand, and you say, well, yeah, I, you know, I uh, killed, I was in prison, I killed somebody. You understand what I'm talking about? You know, in prison. Uh, and we're interviewing you. Then I'm going to ask you what I think the public want to know. I'm saying, okay, who'd you kill? Right on the air. And, and, and so you ain't, and then you're gonna be up, 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 up. Y'all said, "Well, no." Y'all said, "I'll try to clean it up," but but I'm just letting people know. I go in depth. Okay, who did you kill? Why did you kill them? Y'all said, "I'm talking about how did you feel when you did it?" How I many know that's the interviewing? Y'all said, "I'm talking about how you feel now." So I said that to say that I would be interviewing folk from the Jesus House and ex-convicts, and so I'm letting you know just in case you put your name in. You know what I'm saying? To be interviewed. Amen. Ain't no money in it. I'm just letting you know now, you know what Like I said, make sure you ain't got no case nowhere in the world. Because you're going to be on, <laughs> you're, you're going to be on Channel 40, a Christian TV. So anyway, uh, we're starting our program back up. The Lord is good. They gave me an excellent price, uh, which is a whole lot cheaper than it used to be. I mean, you know, the concept was awesome then. It's even more, more of a major con concept. So anyway, we probably, for those watching by Facebook, I ain't got the exact date, but I'm looking to start uh, the program in mid-April. We probably going to start taping, start, well, I'm probably start taping next week. Amen. I'll be doing like four programs at a time. Uh, what is that? That's the pop machine. Pop machine? Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a law, man. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and so I'll be... Uh, uh, I'll be uh, 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 interviewing, uh, and so we'll be shooting like four programs. It's a half an hour program. So I'll be shooting, you know, I'll be taping, you know, say like four programs uh, in one setting. You know, say I'm talking about half an hour each. So just letting you know, you know, say I'm saying, you know, uh, you know, if you if if you are, it's going to be in the daytime when I'm going to be doing the taping, just in case. At some point, I ain't saying next week, at some point, if you're here, you want to be interviewed, I'm letting you know now. You know what I'm saying? I'll be going into detail. 
So you might want to really pray about that. You don't want to say, well, yeah, I want to go on TV. Yes, I'm talking about, you know, I'm letting you know now, uh, uh, you know, it won't be that I was in prison and I gave my life to the Lord and hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go, okay, why, you know, what do you do to get in prison? How long you been doing it? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make it, I'm going to bring it out. How many know what I'm talking about? That's called an interview. So uh, don't, don't, don't say, yeah, I'm going to go and freeze up on the camera. Huh? You don't have to say no name. No, you got to say your name. <laughs> no, you can't say, well, I killed, you know, Officer Jay Slimming Day. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying no, you, you, you can't tell who you, who you killed. You know what I'm talking about? Or who you stole from or who you shot. You know what I'm talking about? But you, you can just imagine, you know, people viewing the program and you got ex-convicts, they want to know what you did. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Okay, he's been in prison. Okay, what did he do? You know, we're informing the public. And the concept is that a person's life can change. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be interviewing folk, which I always do. They show where you, you know, that's what, that's what your testimony is, is for those who don't know how to do it. You have to learn how you get your testimony. If you can't give your testimony in, in two minutes, uh, you ain't been taught. You should be able to give your testimony, if you've been taught, in two minutes or less. You know what I'm saying? That way you know, that way if you get five minutes, you can do it in five minutes. If you get a half an hour, you can do it in half an hour. But you can't do it if you don't know how to give it. So your testimony, you know what I'm saying, is not what you did all your life. That's a book. And I'm going to help you out tonight. I'm just flooring in the Holy Ghost right now. Every convict that has given their life to Christ, every returning citizen that has given their life to Christ and is still living for God and been living for God several years, you should have a book. Not because you're all that famous, you know what I'm saying, but there's 1.4 million people incarcerated uh, in the United States of America. There's 1.4 million incarcerated. There's another 3.6 million that's under the direction of the Department of Corrections all over the country. Parole and all those kind of things. You understand what I'm talking about? All of them need to hear the gospel. Who better to communicate the gospel to them than somebody that's been there? You understand what I'm talking about? And like the guy who told me years ago, you understand, that's what got me into writing books. You know, I had my testimony. You understand what I'm saying? On tape. You know, Everybody do it on tape, you know, which is always good to get your testimony on tape if you know how to give it. I had it on tape, and uh, this is like something like 1991, and I went to Charisma Magazine uh, to ask them for, I was in Florida, so I contacted them about uh, donating some books and Bibles to the prison ministry. You know what I'm talking about? And I went in there, and uh, things were different then. They switched, me, sent me over to an office to the guy who ran the book thing. His name was John Mason. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Mason, John Mason. He wrote two or three bestsellers. His first book was more than average. Y'all don't know nothing about him. But anyway, Christian guy, a uh, uh, great man of God, which I didn't know who he was then, but I was talking to him. Uh, this is how I learned. See, I learned so I can teach others. I ain't always learned. But I went there, and uh, he said, uh, and of course, back then, I would go to Charisma. When, they, when I was in, in, the, in, in uh, Florida, they would ask me to come in. And I'll share my testimony, and they give me five hundred dollars. 
Hallelujah. So I tried to go in there every time I went down. Something like every three or four months. And every three or four months, they'd have me in there, and I'd speak to the whole staff, share my testimony of what I'm doing, and they'd always, and Steve Strain would always give me $500. Amen. And uh, so I'd ask for the books, and so they sent me over to talk to John Mason, and I was talking, he wanted to know about the ministry and all that kind of stuff. And he said, I gave my testimony, he said this, he said, well, do you have your testimony, this is for all of y'all, do you have your testimony in print, in a book? I said, well, no, I got it. I got it on CD. You know, I thought I really had it going on. You know, my ass on CD. He said, that's fine. He said, and this is the reason why I did He said, but books will go where you'll never be able to go. He said, everybody don't listen to CDs. Everybody can't get CDs. And when I knew that was right, because back then, nobody in prison could get CDs. Or y'all still had house or, or DVD. But he said, books go... Anyway, then he explained himself. He said, you know, he wrote that book. And he said, man, I hear from people all over the world from that book that I wrote. You know what I'm talking about? See, most people think about money. And all, what I'm saying is ministry. Ministry produces money, not money produces ministry. People who run after the money to have a ministry never gets one because that's called greed. And covetousness. And God don't bless greed or covetousness. I just thought I'd slide that in there. Amen. I say, man, God blesses the sincerity of your heart because you're trying to reach somebody for Christ. That's ministry. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get some money to reach somebody for Christ, then your priorities are wrong. You're running after the money. Are y'all still here in the house? And if you didn't have the money, you wouldn't do nothing for the Lord. So God's looking for the man that's going to do something for God. And then God rewards your work, you know what I'm saying, by supplying the means that, that you have to go. You know, and so anyway, that's what that deal was. I wasn't looking to sell no CDs or anything. I'm looking to just get the word out. You know what I'm talking about? And, and so he told me, and so I came, went to my hotel room, and I wrote my first book, which is called Delivered. I still got copies of it. I wrote that book uh, in my hotel room. Me and my wife were together. I wrote that book probably an hour. That was my first book. And since then, I've been writing books ever since. Amen. I got a new one on the way, on the way out now. So I wrote eight books. Hallelujah. And I got one on, on the way now that will be coming here shortly. It's called, that's my latest book, uh, which is called Healed, Healed of Cancer. I believe it's going to be a powerful, packed, mini book. Amen. Uh, uh, and so I say that to say because in prison ministry, which is what we're in, what I'm in, you know what I'm saying, it means something. Back in my day, you didn't hardly see no black folk in prison. I'll never forget the impact. Up there, out in Michigan City, you know, you got Christian stuff all over everywhere, you know what I mean. You know, I'm reading it, but there was a one black uh, mini book came in, uh, and it was from a black, uh, uh, it was Ted Jefferson, uh, which I got his book right there. A black guy, Captain Ray, had did his story, and his picture was on the front, you know, of that book. And when those books, books hit the chapel in Michigan City, they was gone within an hour. All the other books, you know, they've been there. I mean, just, just, you know, because they identified, don't get nervous because I'm preaching really good. They identified with a black guy. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, they identified. So, so that's the reason why all my books, I put my face on there. See, I'm not lifting up myself. This is just help your mind. I'm not, I want them to know a black guy wrote this. A black ex-convict wrote this. You feel what I'm talking about? So when they pick up the book, uh, it's just like with with uh, uh, give you a, a classic example. Uh, it's just I'm um, just to help you. Classic example, not to help left me, help me. But y'all know uh, 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 
Y'all know Dale Evans, the rapper? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's how he got saved. Now, how he got saved was he was in jail from, you know, from, you know, regulating, you know, gang banging, you know, selling crack. He was in jail, and he looked on the uh, uh, the train to bring the books around. You know, they bring the library books around. Yeah. And he seen this book on there with prison bars. Because that was, that was on the cover of that first book. I mean, you can be set free. And there was the prison bars. He didn't know nothing about it, but, but the prison bars, how many know he could identify with that? So he picked the book up because this is something about prison, right? right. And he took picked that book up, you know what I'm saying, and it was my book. And he said he read half of that book and uh, gave his life to Christ in jail. And then after he read half of that book, he, he, he made bond. They gave him ankle braces. He got out. Uh, he said he did all right for like 30 or 60 days. You know what I'm saying? Then he cut the ankle bracelet off. You know what I'm saying? Started doing it. And when he, when, he, when, he, when he was in a jail cell, he said he read half of that book. And then when he made bond, he gave the, the, gave the book to another inmate in the jail cell. You know, here you go, man. I'm, you know, I'm out of here. And that's about 30 days, 60 days or whatever. He said he'd get out. He cut the ankle braces out. he get to, you know, deal him again. they run him down. they bust him again. Put him back in jail. Guess where they put him at? Back into the same cell block. And he said when he went in that same cell block, the guy said, man, here's your book. You want to finish reading your book? I mean, that's his testimony. And he read and he finished reading the book. You understand? Know and he said then the book taught him how to study the word of God. And when he came out, he was born again, amen, joined the church, and he ain't been back to prison since. And the way I met him, the way I, I didn't know nothing about him. The, man, the way I met uh, uh, Dale was he called me one day and said, uh, yeah, this is Dale Edwards, I didn't know nothing about him. He said, uh, I'm shooting a video, you know what I'm saying, uh, and, and I'd like for you to be in my video. He said, you know, I got born again in jail with your book. So I like to do a, help do a video, and uh, which is called the New Man, and with you, you understand, uh, uh, you know, with that book in the video. So of course I went, Amen. Didn't give me no money, but I went, Amen. You understand? And, and, and so in in that video he got the New Man when he first got, got started. There I am standing there, you understand, with the book in my hand, while he's rapping about the book and how he got saved. Hallelujah. Now there have been. Thousands, amen, of people, young people that heard Dale J. Evans rap, you know, saying and all and all of that, and heard his testimony and everything, and all that started with a book. What if we had? What if that book hadn't been there? You know, what I'm talking about. What kind of impact do you think your story would have? I just thought I'd share that with y'all. Amen. So anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, y'all can pray about that. Now, 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 now. Did it help anybody? Amen. Okay, think about it. I mean, you don't have to be no... You don't have to be no deep writer. Just write what you feel. Put it up. Type it. Don't write it. Type it. Type it. And then you can send your manuscript off. You had to pay for it. To pay to, you know, get your... You know, I, I got all that contact. I got all that information. Knows it's about Jesus. Amen. Uh, my publisher in, in Tulsa, you know what I'm saying, he'll go on and correct your spelling for you. Hello. You know what I'm saying, design the cover for you. And all you got to do is pay for the copies that you're going to get. 
moving right along. Well, y'all get it? I'm serious. Did y'all get anything out of this? Am I helping anybody? Okay, I'm trying to, I mean, you, you know, you might not, well, if you can't do nothing, make your track. You know what a track is? Just your story in the track form. Wow. Do something. Y'all say, oh, they just hang out with, you know, y'all say, I mean, this, this is what God uses to elevate you. If you're ashamed of the gospel, I say, if you're ashamed of the gospel, God's ashamed of you. Man, y'all, y'all, I don't know where y'all are today. <laughs> All right, John chapter 16. We'll see where y'all are today. Now, all these CDs that I'm preaching, when I preach, we, do, we make CDs. For those who are watching my Facebook, all these CDs are free. All you got to do is write, contact us by Facebook, email, website. Uh, y'all see what I'm saying? And request the, the CD of this date. And we'll see you that CD free of charge. If you're in here and you want a CD after the service, you can get one after service or later on. We can give you a CD absolutely free. Amen. That way you can keep on hearing the word of God, pass it on. Uh, but it's all about getting the gospel out. John chapter 16. Y'all got 16? Okay, you got 16. All right. Okay, if you got 16, look at verse number uh, 20. Uh, boy, this is so good. Look at verse number 20. Well, 22. John 16 and 22. Therefore, how many know it's red ink? What what, what red ink mean? Okay, red ink means the theologian can't mess with it. Now, that's for people who are mature. Amen. Some of y'all is what theologian? What's a theologian? Okay, don't worry about it. Uh, Therefore, a theologian is one who thinks he knows the word of God. There was one that got them letters behind the name D.D. and all that kind of stuff. I got letters behind my name. I am a theologian, but, you know, don't get nervous now. Therefore, you got 22? Yes. Now, you know what therefore is therefore, right? Huh? Anytime you see the word therefore, you're supposed to check out and see what it's there for. Okay, therefore is there because of what he said prior to this verse. All right? He said, therefore, you now have sorrow. He's talking to his disciples. And he's telling tell them they'll have sorrow because he's getting ready to go. You know what I'm saying? He did his work. He's getting ready to go. Jesus is getting ready to die for the sins of everybody. And he told them not. And so they're sorrowful because he's going to die. All right? He said, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Verse 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved, loved me and have declared and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and again have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Now, the verse we're looking at is John 16 and 23. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, 
Most of y'all are baby Christians. Amen. If you're saved at all. I can tell you you're a baby Christian because of the way you pray. I ask somebody to pray, and it's like, oh, please don't ask me to pray. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, then those who pray, you know, and then, you know, they'll say something, Lord bless us. Everybody said it, Lord bless us. Thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for each and everybody here in Jesus' house. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Now, today, I'm going to teach you how to pray. Why is that? Notice what he says right here. He says, whatever you ask the Father, what? In my name, what? What he said? He said, whatever you ask, in verse 6-3, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give what? You. How many want stuff? Okay. Now, a lot of folk, Christians, want stuff, and they pray to God for stuff, and they don't get nothing. And I've heard them in here. You know, man, you know, I've been praying, I've been praying. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't nothing happening. Well, you haven't been praying, you've been saying something. Hallelujah. Okay, let me ask you, uh, 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 uh. Did you pray to the Father in Jesus' name? Amen. Okay, let me say it again. What he says right here. See, prayer, now when you first get born again, people just tell you prayer is talking to God. You know what I'm saying? Just talk to God, you know, just how you feel, just talk to God. You know what I'm saying? That's all right when you first get born again. After that, you're supposed to learn how to talk. You know, a baby, a baby Christian is all right saying, nah, 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 how many know what I'm talking about, nah, nah, but sooner or later, I want that baby to say, dad, dad. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Now, if that baby is been, been, if that baby is born, and that baby is five years old, and that baby still saying, nah, 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 how many know we got a problem? <laughs> By then, that baby's supposed to be putting some words together. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the same way with God. As a baby Christian, God looks over stuff, but you're supposed to be in a church. Everybody should be in a church or in a ministry where they teach you the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Now, they, Jesus, they came to Jesus and asked Jesus, teach, Lord, teach us how to pray. All right, if the disciples had to learn how to pray, you and I have to learn how to pray. I mean, is that correct? Yes. Now, this is how you get stuff. The only way you get stuff from God is pray right. If you don't pray, you don't get it. Because prayer is communicating with God. You feel what I'm talking about? Now, you can talk to God any way you want to, but that don't mean he's going to respond. You know, a person can talk to me any way they want to. How many know they can? That don't mean I'm going to respond. You call me out my name, how many know, how many know <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I ain't going to respond favorably. I mean, is that right? If you talk to me, uh, uh, talk to me real crazy, like you know, like like I said, when I used to teach up at Pendleton, I first started teaching at Pendleton, uh, like I said uh, years ago. But I did the service for five years. But when I first came in there, uh, uh, the first two services that I had, I couldn't preach. It was real gorillas up there then. If I named some of the names, some of y'all would know who was back there. Y'all heard of them? Big Vine, Big Will. Anybody ever been paying attention heard of Big Vine and Big Will? Y'all you know saying because they was gorillas. Don't get those kind of preaching until they got born again. Uh, and some of them still was gorillas. But anyway, uh, my point being is when, when, when I first got there, they, them gorillas was running the chapel. 
It was up in the house, you know what I'm saying? And meeting the homosexuals all up there, and, you know, all kind of crazy stuff going on. And so they, the, the, the chaplain brought me in. They had somebody over here, somebody, they had me in the hall. And so, you know, I'm up there preaching, first service, first service. I'm preaching. I get halfway through, one of them clowns with the hat on there. Hey, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Right while I'm preaching. Yeah, uh, okay, what? Where did Cain get his wife? You know, so I deal with that. Then another one asked some old dumb question. You know what I mean? And I, I wind up spending my whole hour answering them questions. So I never forget. I came back the next week, and I started my sermon. Hey, I'm serious. And they started again. So I came back the next next week. This penalty, you know, you know, back in the day. So I come back the third sermon. I said, Hey, hold it. I never forget. I said, All right. I said, Now. I'm going to ask, I said, from now on, I'm going to answer all your questions. I said, whatever question you ask, I don't care what it is, I'm going to answer it. This is how I'm talking to him. And I'm going to give you a Bible answer. And I told him, I said, now the same way you bring it to me, that's the same way I'm going to bring it to you. In other words, you want to get loud, I'm going to get loud. And it was on. I mean, we battled for about two weeks. You know, I, won every, I won all of them, but we battled for about two weeks. And after that, they found, they found out they couldn't uh, uh, trip me. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't get me upset. They couldn't get me, you know, mad to fight. How many know what I'm talking about? Some of them was ready to fight. I mean, they were huffing and puffing at the service over because I wore them out. You know, but but they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be quiet. They kept on asking a dumb question. I hit them with it, and they wanted to come back. And so we stand there battling with the word. You know what I'm talking about? And I ain't had no fear. They ain't had no fear. You know what I'm saying? But greater is he that's in me than he that's in him. And so I always won. So after about, a, after about three or four weeks, it settled down. All the guys got their, took their hats off. Big Vine came in there with a great big Bible and bought all these henchmen. How many know what I'm talking about? And for the next five years, we had revival. Amen. I mean, every month I was baptized in four, four and five of them guys in water. You know, I baptized Vine and we, I baptized all of them in water. But what did that? The Word. It's the Word of God that did that. Amen. Now, I don't even know why I was on that subject, but praise the Lord. So my part, part being, you have, to, you have to learn how to talk to God. You know what I'm talking about? So you can't just talk to God any kind of way. You see, that's where I got it. I was talking to them like that because that's how they brought it to me. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, they were trying to disrespect me. And I would, you know, some of y'all been uh, convicts. And they was trying to run me out of there. In fact, that's what Will said later on. Uh, Big Bond said later on. He gave his testimony. He said when Pastor Bumpus first came in here, you know what I mean? He said we was going to run him out of here. That's, he was putting all them up there to ask all them dumb questions. He said, but, 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 but after, after a while... He said, man, after a while, I got, we, couldn't, we couldn't get him all upset. After a while, he said, I just got, gave my life to Christ. And when he gave his life to Christ, all this little crew, how many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? They all gave their life to Christ, and man, revival was on. So it's the way you talk to people. So you can't talk to God any kind of way you want to talk to him and expect him to give you the answer that you want. Hallelujah. When you pray... Who are you praying to? Father. All right. I always tell folk, we've had, this, I've had, this, we don't do it anymore, but we used to have prayer in my office. I can say it. I ain't there. And folk would pray. Go, I have staff. And they'd pray. Thank you, Lord God, for the blessing. I said, okay, hold it. Okay, now, when you pray this time, put your mind on God. You ain't praying for, you ain't praying to entertain the guys in the Jesus house. You ain't praying for them to hear how you're praying. 
You're praying because you want some results, and so you got to be getting it from God, so your mind got to be focused on God when you pray. Most people, when they pray, they're focused on everybody around them because they want everybody to hear them. They don't want to be ashamed when they're talking. How many know what I'm talking about? And they don't want to be asleep. Is he asleep over there? You ain't asleep, are you? All right, just rest your eyes. You ain't asleep? I agree with that. So uh, when you pray, you have to realize who you're talking to. You're talking to God. And you want him to answer your prayer, even if it's for the Bible study. You want God to answer your prayer. Is that right? Yeah. So when you pray, you put be mindful of who you're praying to. That's anywhere. In your bedroom, wherever you're praying, you want to be mindful of who you're praying to. You're praying to God. All right? The creator of the universe. You want him to get involved with your life. You want him to do something for you. So you got to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. What does that mean? You ask you 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 ain't prayed until you said, well, you pray. Everybody knows how I pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. You know how I open up every service like that. Lord, I come to you. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I pray for pray for the service that you'd open up the eyes of my understanding. Y'all heard me pray like that? That we would understand the word of God in ways we haven't heard it before. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm recognizing I'm praying to God. I ain't doing that for your benefit. I'm doing that for God, and, I, and I'm praying. I'm serious about that. I want him to open up your understanding so you can understand the word of God like you ain't never understood it before. Amen. Well, God got to give you the understanding. You don't have it on your own. I don't have the ability to give it to you. You understand what I'm saying? But I want you to understand the word of God in ways you ain't never understood it before, so I need the help of the Holy Spirit to bring it, to your, bring it into you. So I got to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You got that? Yep. So when you pray... You're supposed to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. So if you're asking God for a job, and you're praying, Father, I pray for a job. You ain't praying. You ask him something. He didn't say it. He said, whatever you ask in my name. How many know he said in my name? So if you're praying for a job, you should pray, Father, I pray for a job in Jesus' name. I'm asking the Father in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for a job. I pray, Lord, that you give me a good job in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for a job, you know what I'm making a certain kind of money in Jesus' name. You know what I'm talking about? Now, if you pray like that, nine times out of ten, you got it coming. If you pray, Lord, I pray for a job. Hallelujah. I know I got a job. Okay, you ain't sealed the deal yet. You ain't sealed the deal until you say, in Jesus' name. Did we get that straight? That's elementary. That's the first thing you should learn when you pray. That's ele any prayer you pray, you should say in Jesus' name. If I don't hear in Jesus' name, you ain't praying. Am I making sense? Amen. You make you say some words. You understand what I'm saying? But the words don't mean nothing because you don't have no power in heaven other than through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what gives us the power is based on what God did. Hallelujah. So when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. We got that? Yes, sir. Now, I could take y'all a little deeper. I don't know whether y'all can handle this or not. Well, well, he said he can't. I don't know, I don't know if everybody else can handle this or not. Okay, well, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. See, that's elementary. That's milk. Amen. We do have those in here that need some milk. That was milk. Amen. 
Now, we're going to get to uh, uh, some meat. Now, you pray in Jesus' name. Alright? But now, uh, there are there are six types of prayers. There are six types of prayers. What are they? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> there are six types of prayer, and each one of them have different rules to go with them. All of them in in Jesus' name. Alright? But different things. For instance, you got first you got first Timothy chapter one, chapter two. Alright? Look at verse one. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplication, supplication also means petition, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That right there is four types of prayers there. One is supplications or petitions. Another one is prayers. Another one is the intercession. And the other one is giving of thanks. That's four types of prayer. Y'all got that? You count them? That's four types of prayer. All right. Now, we're all right? All right. Now turn, keep your finger there. We're going to come back there. Now turn to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18. Y'all got that? Page 953. Matthew 18. All right. Look at, boy, this is so good. Uh, boy, this is good right here. I might read this whole thing. 15. Just 15. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. All right. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let it be to you like a heathen in a, in a tax collector or put him out. That's church discipline. That's how we operate here in the Jesus house. You know what I'm saying? If somebody do something wrong, we come and tell you, well, okay, man, you know, you, you, you're sleeping in the service. One time. Okay, it happens again, you understand? Know Same we tell somebody else, hey, man, you know, okay, we tell you, you're sleeping in the service. Third time, tell it to the whole church. What do you mean? Everybody in here, you know what I'm You're sleeping in the class. Fourth time, bye. Hallelujah. That's church doctrine. Y'all see that in the Bible? I want y'all to know this in the Bible. That ain't Bumper's way, but we do everything here by the Bible. Hallelujah. Don't get nervous, gonna preach real good. I don't care if you get upset, I'm just telling you like it is. Ain't no sleeping in here. One time, two times, three times, four times, bye. Hallelujah. Don't get upset. If you don't like it, bye. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I know something I'm looking up. I ain't looking at nobody. Did I, did you hear me name anybody's name? Oh, okay. I just want to. I just want to let you know that because ain't no grills in here. I keep on telling you that I'm the only one. I'm just telling y'all. I'm the only gorilla. Nineteen. We talking about prayer. Though. We ain't talking about gorillas. We talking about prayer. I just thought I threw that in there because it fit. Nineteen. And again, I say to you that if what, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them. What by my Father in heaven, right? 
So now that's the, that's, we got four. That's the fifth type of prayer. That's called the prayer of agreement. All right? And look at James chapter 5. James. I might have to teach on this three or four weeks, man. Yeah, I mean, I want y'all to learn how to pray. I want you to call that's the only way you're going to get stuff, yeah. is learn how to pray. There's only, there's only two ways you're going to get stuff in this life. Learn how to pray or take it. <laughs> Prayer, you don't have no, no drama. Taking it, you're going to have some drama. Everybody don't want to give it up. How many know what I'm talking about? James chapter 5. You got, you got James 5? All right, look at verse number... Uh, well, verse number 12, James 5 and 12. But above, above all, my brother, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no. Now, usually when somebody asks me something, you know what I'm saying, I don't give you the whole lot of lip because I'm in the Bible. You ask me something, I'll tell you no. No, I ain't going to tell you why. I just said no. Or yes, and I'll say yeah. Now, we'll know what it said right here. He said, but let your yes be yes, and your no, no, least you fall into judgment. Amen. So, it ain't no, it ain't no, you know, well, I would, man, but I could. You lying. Y'all still here now? You know, if you mean, if you, if somebody asks you for something, and you mean to tell them no, but you go around, well, I'm, yeah, yeah, you, you lying. I mean, right? What's wrong with saying no? <laughs> What's wrong with saying yes? Well, the Bible says, there's another verse of scripture, another translation that says, that your yes be yes and your nay nay, it says anything else is evil. So you're supposed to be straight, straightforward people. As a Christian, you're supposed to be straightforward. No, can't do that. No. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. It ain't no bunch of wise. Verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Now, suffering don't mean you got no sickness or disease and you're suffering. Suffering means mentally you're being harassed. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, what I'm, what, what, let him pray. So if you've got a bunch of mind stuff dealing with you and you're suffering in your mind, pray. How do I pray? Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you take all, this, all these thoughts, crazy thoughts out of my head. Y'all tell me that's how you pray. You can say, I want Pastor Bob, will you pray for me? I'm thinking wrong. Y'all say, I can't make them thoughts go away. Y'all say, I'm talking about because those in your head. I can pray for you, but I can't pray for them thoughts to stop. That's what you have to do. So he says, if you're suffering, that word suffering, that means mentally at a loss. Y'all say, I'm talking you can't, you got a problem going on. You can't figure it out. It's called y'all kind of drama in your, in your mind. Y'all say, I'm saying, then you need to pray. Not call for the elders of the church, pray. Alright? Uh, is anyone cheerful? You feel full of joy? Let him sing psalms. Psalms. Somebody said earlier today, palms. <laughs> no, I, don't get those. I, I ain't looking at them. I, I mean, somebody, somebody said today, you know, palms. But it ain't palms, it's psalms. Let me say it again. The P is silent. All right, for those, the P is silent. Psalms mean songs. So if you're cheerful, sing songs. 
All right? Uh, is anyone among you sick? Now, look at that. If anyone is among you sick. Now, up here it says, if anyone of you suffering. So let us you know he couldn't have been talking about sickness. Right? Because if he was talking about sickness, why would he put sickness in this verse here? Are y'all still hearing how? If suffering, if he was talking about suffering by sick, being sick by suffering, then he wouldn't have put if anyone in here is sick in the next verse. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, maybe y'all don't know, but anyway. So the one with the one suffering is mentally at a loss. A lot of, a lot of man problems. Uh, uh, we ain't talking about mental problems. Man problems. Mental problems. You need medication. And ain't no wrong with medication. Hallelujah. Are oh, you all right? You, you took yours today? Oh, okay. <laughs> ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing wrong with man. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't man. They keep you out of penitentiary. I said, if it'll keep you out of penitentiary, ain't nothing wrong with man. Amen. You know, there's something wrong if you don't take them because you're going to penitentiary because you're going to have an episode. So ain't nothing wrong with man. Amen. There's something wrong if you don't take them, especially at Jesus' house. All right? So he says, if anyone is among you sick, let him what? Call for the elders of the church. I think I'll share that with y'all some other time. If somebody is sick, I ain't coming. What the verse said right here? It didn't say if anyone is sick, everybody run out to the hospital. Right? It said let them call for the elders of the church. In other words, if you're sick, you need to call for the elders of the church. In other words, the spiritual leaders in that church, amen, so they can come out there and pray for you. Because your spiritual leaders should, they, the spiritual leaders in a right church, they're there because that leadership, the pastor, notice that they are anointed to be in the position that they're in. You feel what I'm talking about? They ain't just another brother in the church or a sister in the church. That pastor anointed them, put them in that office because he felt like they was mature Christians and they knew how to pray. You understand? That's why you call for the elders of the church. You don't want to call for nobody to come pray for you at the church and they don't know how to pray. What do you mean by that? Well, they'll, just like when I got cancer, I, I, I wasn't going to tell nobody until it got to the point where I couldn't go, go nowhere. I had to let people know what was going on. And, and why come out and want, I didn't want nobody praying for me because you know how they were praying? Lord, if it's your will, take him home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, they ain't praying the prayer of faith, that's prayer of doubt. And that's how a lot of people pray. You know, Lord, if it's your will to heal him, raise him up. But Lord, if it ain't your will, you understand, know let him go home, give him the strength to go through it. I don't want nobody praying like that for me. That's the prayer of doubt. It says right here, the elders. Let them pray the prayer of what? Faith. Faith. Now this is the kid. There it is. This new kid. Yeah. It says, and let them pray over him, anoint him with all. Anoint him with all. That way y'all ain't to run when my wife gets them all in church. They get to all in church. You know, they pray for They want to come down and anoint your business. Y'all tell them No. Well, okay. We're trying to help you out. It says, the elders, leadership. Let them anoint him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of what? Faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. Not the prayer of doubt. So that's what? That's six types of prayer. There's a prayer, there's a prayer of petition. There's a prayer of supplication. I mean, prayer. Of, there's prayers. There's intercessions. There's giving of thanks. There's agreement. There's a prayer. And there's a prayer of faith. Most people... If you were ever in the penitentiary and they talk about prayer, 
Most people, when they talk to you about prayer, they're talking about the prayer of faith, and they don't have a clue what it is. Now, here's what they'll say. They'll say, if you pray over something, you pray over it more than once, you ain't praying. Anybody heard that before? Okay, that's if you're praying the prayer of faith. If you're praying the prayer of faith, you only pray it once. But there's different rules that qualify where these prayers are concerned. Every prayer, as we just seen, every prayer is not the prayer of faith. Ain't the right back words. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, you're doing cool. I just, you know, just want to know I'm looking at it. Amen. Praise the Lord. The prayer of faith is not the prayer of petition. Now, why I said it? Because we're talking about prayer now. How many of we talking about prayer? There's, there's rules that go with whatever type of prayer you're praying. So you might be praying uh, a prayer petition, but you're using, if you're using the prayer of agreement, and so your petition is not coming to pass. Okay, look at 1 John 5. It sounds complicated, but the Holy Spirit will break it down for you. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, and look at verse number 14, 5 and 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Y'all got that? Now, why? You know, I talk about them, them, them four and five W's. Why did he say that? Look at the next verse. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. You see that? Petitions is something that I'm asking God for that doesn't involve nobody else. A petition is something that I want from God. You feel what I'm talking about? Lord, I want an AT, AT6 Cadillac. That's a petition. Right? Now he said, now this is the, now the confidence that I got it is not when it drove up. The confidence that I got it is when I prayed the prayer. I didn't pray a prayer of faith. Prayer of faith is based on a scripture. You see what I'm talking about? I couldn't go in here and see where the Bible says, William. You will have an AT6 Cadillac. If I could see that in there, then I could pray. That would be the prayer of faith. Lord, your word said. That's a prayer of faith. Your word, for instance, your word said, by his stripes I am healed. So your word said it, so I believe that I'm healed. That's the prayer of faith. Because it's based on the scripture that promises me something. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Me getting the Cadillac or any other car... I ain't got no promise in the word on that. Just how people mix up. Well, I mean, you can have whatever you say, so I want a Cadillac. Okay, where does that fall? In, in the order of prayer, where does that fall at? That fall in the petition area. You know what I'm saying? I'm petitioning God for this. Well, now, the only way I can petition him for this and know that I got it, he says what? This is the confidence that I have in him if I ask anything according to his will. So, God's will, where your petition is concerned, has got to be based on his will. Am I making this too deep? Let me help you out. His will is his word. 
So I can't say, Lord, I petition a pile of dough. <laughs> I mean, why can't I say that? You say you can have whatever you say. <laughs> you know what I mean? You say you can have whatever you say. Why? Because that ain't in His will. How many know that's not in His will? So if that's not that's not in His will, because anywhere in the world, in nowhere in the Bible does it promise me that or say anything about that. So I I know that it's God's will for me to have transportation. You know what I'm talking about? I know it's God's will for me. It's God's will for everybody to have transportation. Matthew six: Seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added. And he's talking about material stuff. What you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. You understand? You know, those are material things. God's will for me to have material things. So I can put my petition out there. You know what I'm saying? For an AT6 or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? And I can have confidence that I'm going to get that. Now, because I did everything I'm supposed to do in order to get it. I can't say I want an AT6 and I ain't got no income. How many know what I'm talking about? You'll probably get it, but it'll be 20 years down the road. You know, when you get enough income. How many know what I'm talking about? So, uh, your petition has got to be uh, in line with God's word. Alright? Then there's prayers. What is prayers? I thought we were... No, prayers are... The Lord's... Uh, uh, prayers are uh, our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come. Where is that at? That's in the Bible. That's a prayer. So when he says prayers right here, he's referring to ones that you read out of the book. Are y'all still here in the house? He ain't talking about the ones that you just pray in your own mind. When he said prayers here, he's talking about prayers that you would stand up in the church somewhere, y'all said, and read, read out, of the, out of the Bible and read a certain prayer that Paul prayed or one of them prayed. Am I making sense? That's prayer. Uh, you, right now, you want to concern yourself with petitions, things that you desire for yourself. Now, intercessions. What is intercession? All right, intercession when you're praying for somebody else. Now, where the prayer petition is concerned, I got to pray in line with God's word for myself, just for me. All right, where uh, the prayer of agreement, well, where uh, uh, prayers are concerned, I'm saying that for the whole body. You know, in here. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm just reading the prayer for everybody in here. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no rules applied there except that it's for everybody in here. It's not for me personally. You feel what I'm saying? Now, intercession is when I'm praying for somebody. Now, when I'm praying for somebody, there's another rule that applies. You know, like the word of faith says you can't pray no more than one time. Intercession, I can pray the same prayer over and over and over and over again. Because I am interceding, standing in behalf of somebody. That goes to pray like you're praying for a family member to get saved. Lord, I pray for my mama to get saved. Lord, I intercede for my mother to get saved. Next week, Lord, I'm interceding for my brother to get saved. Next week, Lord, you know what I'm talking about? You can pray the same prayer over and over again because there's, it ain't the prayer of faith. And it ain't petition, you are interceding for your loved one. You don't want them to die and go to hell. Amen. And where intercession is concerned, you can pray the same prayer over and over and over again. Can y'all see where you might have been mixing, mixing in that? Uh, giving of thanks. The giving of thanks is called the prayer of praise. Yeah, prayer of praise. Now the prayer of praise goes right along with, 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 with uh, 
uh, uh, with Johnny Hill. Hallelujah. <laughs> the prayer, amen. The prayer of faith, the prayer of praise goes along with the prayer of faith, and a lot of, uh, and most of them. If you want to get something God, from God real quick, start praising. I mean, just start thinking about you want. To, I mean, you can feel miserable. You can feel miserable. Oh, I mean, deep in depression. And all you got to do is start. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And you keep on praising. All of a sudden, something rises up in you, and the, the depression is gone. The prayer of praise runs depression out of the house. Amen. You feeling down? Your your girl and told you something crazy. You understand? You feeling down in the dumps? You understand? You can pray. You start praising the Lord. I thank you. I know you're gonna work this out. I don't know how you're going to do it. I know you're going to work this out. I know you're going to work this out. I thank you, God, because you're who you say you are. I thank you because you own the universe. I praise you, Lord, because you saved me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm not sitting on my bunk counting. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the Jesus. I, I, yeah, when you get to praising God like that, you'll forget everything you had. All that stuff will go out the window. That's the prayer of praise. Miracles come when you, begin, when you do the prayer of praise. So now, if you're praying the prayer of faith, hallelujah. Okay, if you're doing the if you're doing the prayer of faith, <laughs> you know you ain't supposed to pray the same prayer again, right? Because that's intercession. So what if I'm praying the prayer of faith? I, the Bible said, "By His stripes I'm healed." All right, so I take that word, word Lord, I believe <laughs> by His stripes I'm healed. Amen. All right, then next week the pain is still there. I can't pray the prayer of faith again because if I pray again, then I didn't receive what I first prayed. Which nullifies the prayer of faith. But I need to pray about this. What I pray? You pray the prayer of thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. Last week I prayed for this cancer to get out of my body. And I thank you, Lord God, it's out of my body. I thank you. I praise you, Lord. I prayed for this pain to leave. I thank you, Lord God, the pain is gone. You're praising him. And you keep on doing that until... Now, now the reason why you're doing that, as we wrap this up, is because you have an enemy. And his job is to steal what you're praying, praying for. You understand? Because Satan wants you to think that God didn't hear you. Satan wants you to think that you're so bad, you understand, that God didn't hear you. You've got so much sin in there, God didn't hear you. So he'll do everything in his power to keep that prayer from being answered. Why? Because he said in John 16, when your prayer is answered, it brings you joy. I mean, just think if you're praying for $100. Just say you're praying for $100. You're praying for $100. And all of a sudden, that $100 shows up. How, how happy are you? Huh? It's like, man, hallelujah. Boy, I prayed for this yesterday. And man, God moved. How many know what I'm talking about? It, it makes you think God heard you. It brings you joy. God loves to answer your prayer because he wants you to be walking around full of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know what I'm talking about? Bible, Bible says God gives us joy, not like the world has, but the joy God gives us, the world can't take it away. The joy. Well, what's the joy? Answer prayer. When you pray, and boy, I'm, don't get nervous, I'm preaching for good. When, when, you know, I prayed, uh, I said last year, I just said, I said, see, I started this last year. I, I said last year, I said, I'm going to get me an AT6 in 2020. That's when it first came out this year. But I said that last year when I seen it came out. I said, I'm going to get me an AT6 
2020. Amen. And then I pray, Lord, I thank you for my AT6 2020. Why? Because I can have whatever I say. I already said I got one. So I thank you for it. 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 And then you understand, thank you for it. Then all of a sudden I'm playing on the uh, uh, on the internet. You know what I'm saying? And I see AT6. I said, well, let me see what happened here. And I went on and put it in there. Next thing I know, I got a call. You want to drive it? No. I don't need to drive it. I've already seen it. I just want it. Well, 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 well do whatever y'all want. Do what, that's what I told them. Do whatever y'all got to do. I take it. And then they were saying, well, it's hard. Things is rough. We don't know whether we can do it or not. I kept, you know what I was saying? Thank you, Lord, for my AT6. Then when it really got rough, when they were talking about, we don't know whether we can do this or not, then I said, Satan, I command you, turn loose my AT6. Now, how can I say that? Because I believe I have whatever I say. And the only person that's holding it up, see, I know the only person that's holding it up is the devil. Because God is saying, going to give me whatever I say, or y'all still here in the house. And the only reason why I ain't got it, somebody's holding it up and it ain't God. Because his word can't lie. So the only person that's holding it up is the devil. It don't matter the way he's messing with the credit man, you know, saying, or the finance man, no matter who he's messing with, that's the devil. So I said, turn loose my AT6. Turn it loose. I got in my car and I had that with spiritual, I bind you, devil, I tell you, turn loose my AT6. And the thoughts were coming to my head, well, why don't you get something else? <laughs> See, you trying to talk about it. I bind that in Jesus' name. I command that AT6 to come. I commanded to come. I came in here and told y'all, y'all saying, I'm waiting on the call. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Why? Because I didn't put it in. Then all of a sudden, joy manifested. They called me, William, guess what? I said, I already know. <laughs> they said, well, you can come pick it up. I said, praise the Lord. They went and got it. I said, amen. Y'all saying, when I got in it, my joy was filled. I mean, know what I'm talking about. You know, we all went to Tennessee. I, we drove in Tennessee. Boy, I couldn't mind. I mean, man. I mean, man. That first time I had a car that, that, that I only got with 20 miles on it. Yeah, it's brand new. They just drove, drove around a lot. Moved right along. But my point is, what I'm saying is, it ain't a matter of finances. You hear what I'm saying? It ain't a matter. It's a matter of knowing how to pray. You know what I'm talking about? And believing God's word and calling things to be not as though they were. That's another level I've got to get y'all to. But first we've got to get y'all to praying. So as we close, how do you pray? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. You pray to the Father. And Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Some people say Daddy God. Some people say Father. You listen to him in church. You know, listen to my daughter pray. Sharice, uh, my, my daughter. Listen to her pray. You know what I'm saying? Listen to others in there when they pray. They always, if you know, they always pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. You ever know that? That's how you pray. Hallelujah. Y'all get anything out of there tonight? Good Lord, a good hand clap. So let's close with a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you and pray you for the night. This is the day you have uh, uh, made. We have been rejoicing in it. I pray, Lord God, that by way of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit gets in me, gets in my wife, gets in those, and teaches, teaches uh, the body of Christ. And I know the Holy Spirit will continue to teach these men. Teach these men, Holy Spirit, how to pray more so they can get their prayers answered, so they can get their joy full, so they'll know just how much you love them and how much you care for them. We give you praise going on and forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 2020. Uh-oh, it's already happening. According to Acts 2020, 
I will share the gospel publicly and from house to house in Jesus' name. I set my love upon Almighty God, therefore he answers me. I call upon him and he 